Hello, and welcome to today's podcast, Building a New Network for the Multi-Cloud Era. I'm Barbara Call, Senior Director of Content Strategy and Operations at IDG, and I'll be your moderator for today's episode, Multi-Cloud and the Enterprise Network, the next chapter in transformation. I'm joined today by Ian Rutherford, Vice President of IT Transformation at Cisco. Welcome, Ian. Hi, Barbara. So I'd like to start our conversation by setting the stage. Multi-cloud is the new IT reality, but multi-cloud IT places unique strains on the enterprise network. Complexity increases, security is more complex, data in transit changes, applications are everywhere, and users are everywhere. Connecting legacy systems and on-premise data centers to cloud resources brings risks and costs. IT leaders need new agile network infrastructure to support these new realities and a reinvented approach to security to protect corporate assets. Most enterprises also face technical debt and infrastructure that is simply not able to harness multi-cloud capability in the way the business expects. Business benefits such as security, high-speed cloud connectivity, excellent end-user experience, all reside in new technology and software-defined architecture. So the question becomes, how much of the legacy network today is ready and capable of supporting these features? So Ian, my first question for today is, why is multi-cloud the new reality? And some would even say a requirement for digital transformation. So I think, Barbara, I think the interesting starting point with this is multi-cloud is a bit of a term for all things to all people. And I think we really need to get down to what is it that's important. And I think there's two sort of macro level elements to this. One of it's around the business itself, because they're looking for new capability to be delivered faster than they ever delivered before. And they, they no longer want to go through the process when they develop new capabilities or applications in the traditional sort of waterfall type of development environments that they're, they're used to. So it's all about sort of speed and capability, and that's what multi-cloud brings to them. But I think it also is about the, the multitude of different sources they can get it from. And that's really what multi-cloud is in, in our sort of definition of it. It's, it's about software as a service. It's about capacity of compute or storage. It's about provision of development environments. And of course, it's about data and where that data resides and how it's, how it's uh, used. And it's that combination of the capability plus also that business need to get there faster really, I think really is the sort of source of the requirement of why multi-cloud is important. So that's great. I mean, that's clear that it's essential, but it must have a huge impact on the legacy network, yes? Uh, yeah, and I think I think from where we're sat today, I think it's profound. And probably in the last sort of 30 years of how networks have been built and how technology changes such as IP coming in or voice becoming a uh, on the network versus a separate. Those are big changes, but there's nothing as profound as how multi-cloud's impacting the network. It, it, is a, it is a major, major change. And I'll just try and sort of illustrate that a little bit. You know, in, in the legacy world of how networks are built today, they are typically very fixed. They're, they're very controlled in terms of where data and applications are sourced from and provisioned to. That change in them is quite slow. 
you know, typically, you know, you could be looking at 30 to 60 days just to provision a new service back to the business. And that's all about just provisioning how they do things today. And that world, the consumers are fixed. They tend to be in one place. Uh, they tend to be employees versus uh, third parties. The producer of the applications tends to be fixed and inside their data centers and firewalled and controlled within the data center. So everything's very much controlled. In, in the world of uh, multi-cloud, a lot of that goes away. The, the consumer can be anywhere. It can be mobile. It could be a partner. The producer of the application, as I mentioned before, could be a, a SaaS provider. It could be a, a third party. It could be inside their network or outside. So that whole paradigm of how an application is delivered to a consumer is totally different in the multi-cloud world, and it impacts everything about how that network is designed. Wow. So as you said, everything's impacted about how the network is designed. So transforming that network is going to have financial challenges, yes? Uh, yes, yeah, significantly. And I, th I think probably one of the biggest challenges our customers have right now is they, they can see the benefits of new technology and they can see why they would they would do these sorts of things, but they are very controlled within the financial constraints that they have to make those types of changes. And the, these are substantial amounts of spend associated with uh, with IT budgets. Um, just to give you an idea, typically we find, and third-party sort of data sort of substantiates this, is you know 20% of of the spend of on IT is just on the network infrastructure itself. So that's just providing that base connectivity between consumers and producers of applications. And what we're seeing is that in 90% in plus cases of our working with our customers at the moment, they are having difficulty containing those network costs and they, they're, going, they're going up in a lot of cases. And you know, here's, here's the big challenge, right? So transformation requires capital. And in today's world, out of that network spend, typically less than 20% of that spend goes towards change. 80% plus just operates what they have today. So if, if you've got that constraint about how much you can spend to transform, the result is you never really keep up. You're never really getting to the end point. And in some cases, you're going backwards because the, the, the rate of obsolescence in your network or lack of fit for purpose never, never quite gets there. So you're always trying to catch up with it. And the result for the business is the capability that they're looking for, such as that high-speed connectivity to a SaaS service, for their users that are no longer based in their office, but are based in multitude of locations all around the world, that capability doesn't appear. And as a result, you're seeing not enough money being spent and not enough change happening fast enough. And from our perspective, that financial constraint is the biggest constraint to transformation. Yeah, very sobering. So before we continue, I'd like to take a short break and say a few words about our sponsor, Cisco. Multi-cloud and the acceleration of applications and services represent a significant challenge for CXOs and IT professionals. But using the Cisco Performance IT approach, you can evolve your network for the future while navigating the economic realities of your organization. 
Contact your Cisco account manager today to learn more. Now back to our show. I have a few more questions for you, Ian. So we've been talking about the financial challenges, but that's only step one, right? What about the technical challenges that companies face in addressing that legacy network? Yeah, I think the, the technical challenges are, are significant and they, they probably fall into, the, the way I see it is sort of three big categories on technical challenges. One is around complexity. The second is around security. And the third is around the end user experience. So if I just touch on each one of those, so complexity is an interesting one because what we're seeing with multi-cloud is that every time one of those capabilities is added, such as you know a, a compute or storage capability or a new development environment or a new source of data, that from a network perspective, that becomes a net add. And everything that, that we do in the multi-cloud world in the, in the legacy state becomes a net add. So there is new firewall rules being put in place, there's new connections being put in place, there's new user access rules being put in place, and they, they nothing ever goes away, everything just gets added. And when you've got a world where 90% of those changes that you're making are added manually, that results in lots of errors. And errors results in incidents, and incidents results in downtime or performance issues. So complexity is actually a, a significant part of this because everything has to go on top of versus replace. I think security is a is a is obviously a profound topic for every CIO and every operator of a network. But the challenge that we have with security today is in the legacy world, as I mentioned before, it's 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 relatively easy to draw a very hard boundary around your application estate and your consumer estate or your users of the network in the traditional way. And that, that sort of DMZ that controls access to everything can be quite easily sort of put in place and, and managed. But in that old way, that's, that's a, a very well-constructed form. In a multi-cloud world, it's very hard to identify where that data is resident, where it's in transit, where those users are today versus tomorrow, and what that frame of provision of services from a multi-cloud perspective is going to look like in six months' time, 12 months' time, it's going to be different. So I think that that flexibility and that being able to control how you get access to all those different elements when none of them are predefined and none of them are set in stone like they used to be is, is a big challenge. And then last but not least is the end user experience itself. And I'll give you an example of what, what might seem like a very trivial thing to do. If, if a business wanted to add Salesforce as a SaaS application, for example, it would seem obvious you'd simply connect your network to Salesforce and your users would connect to it and you would, you would interact with it. But if your data center, your core data center is on the east coast of the U.S., for example, and SFDC is provisioned out of the west coast, which it is, and your users are on the west coast, today, every time you try and access SFDC, that user is connecting to your data center in the east coast, which is requesting data from SFDC on the west coast, which is then in turn passing data back to your data center on the east coast in turn passing it back to your user on the West Coast. If that doesn't sound complex enough, I can't imagine what would. 
And if you can imagine that those long bits of string being joined together, you can imagine what the performance issues are for users trying to access those types of technologies, which we would all think are very standard and straightforward. But from a network perspective, in our legacy world, they're simply not. So I was going to ask you what happens if companies don't act, but you've outlined a few of the um, you know, risks here. So I guess I would say, in terms of complexity, security, and end-user experience, which of those is the most concerning and maybe needs to be the priority for fixing? Any thoughts there? Well, it's interesting when we talk to the the sort of CTOs of the organizations that we work with, uh, certainly on, in the very large enterprise organizations that typically got large global footprints. Although security is, for example, is a mandatory underpinning of, of everything they do, the thing they always come back to is the end user experience. And their, their view is that unless they can resolve from a network perspective, how to provide an outstanding experience for their users, whether they are employees or third parties, that is going to be the thing that is going to cause the biggest issues in the performance of their business. So they, they always come back to how do we make this a superlative end user experience because that's what's going to impact us and our customers. And then everything else sits around that. Security is mandatory, and it's got to be within the constraints of the the costs and the complexity of what they're building. Thank you, Ian. That was great. And thank you to our listeners. Be sure to join us for episode number two, where we'll explore the financial and operational impact of modernizing the network and start to talk about some of the solutions. For IDG and Cisco, I'm Barbara Call. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications in association with its sponsor, Cisco.